Jesus the contemplative. Contemplative prayer tradition begins with Jesus the contemplative. And if we look back at the New Testament text, you'll find that Jesus spent his life praying. He praised Jewish liturgical prayer, obviously, and the Last Supper, in a certain sense, was something like a Jewish liturgical prayer. He has public prayers that he teaches to others, the Lord's Prayer being the example. But then, Jesus prayed to his Father, privately, apart from others, as a key aspect of his whole life. Let me just cite a few texts. Matthew 14, after he dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. Mark 1, 35. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. Luke 5, 16. He would withdraw to deserted places and pray. Luke 6, 12. Now, during these days, he went up to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. So there's a whole series of texts from the New Testament that talk about Jesus' prayer life and his dedication to it, but particularly at night, by separating himself from others, by going up into the mountain. So contemplative prayer goes back to Jesus as the model of contemplation. Also with regard to the New Testament, there are two key texts that are central to almost every Christian mystic and spiritual writer as they meditated on what does prayer mean. The first one comes from 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, verses 16 to 18. Paul says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Giving thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. So what does it mean to pray without ceasing? And there's a parallel text actually in Luke's gospel. It's Luke 18.1. Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. So a big problem for Christian writers about prayer is how can you pray always without ceasing? So that's text number one. Text number two is also from Paul or 1 Timothy 2.1. The text goes, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone. Supplications, prayers, intercessions, thanksgivings. So Paul is laying out four different kinds of prayer. And the commentators and the students of prayer will say, what, what are those four kinds of prayer? How do we understand them? Are they separate? What do they mean, etc." So you could almost write a history of Christian uh, doctrine of prayer around the interpretation of those passages. And then also, of course, with the model of Jesus as the prayer, the model of prayer.